Welcome back to The Biggest Fan Pod, the podcast that hands over the mic to some of our favourite people in the world of football and invites their biggest fan to ask the questions we wouldn't know to. Brought to you by your gals at TFG. Well, there we go. We are at episode 10 of The Biggest Fan Pod. After nine amazing chats with some of our favourite people from the world of football, we are now officially at the season finale. And what could be more fitting than this episode being with two very recent champions, number 22, Ashley Plumpter, and player coach, Holly Morgan, both from Leicester City Women. In this episode, the players chat about what it feels like to have won the Women's Championship, how Ash is preparing for more eyes on her in the WSL next season, and exactly what they thought of each other when they first met. Thank you so much for being up for this episode, girls. We're ready for that podcast whenever you decide to make it. Enjoy. Right. Hello, Ash. How are you? Brilliant. How are you, Holly Ann? I'm well. I'm well. Um, so, right, for people listening to this podcast, I am Holly Morgan. I am the club captain at Leicester City Women's Football Club, and we are joined here by... By, I mean, with Ashley Plumpter, number 22. Need I say any more, Ash, or have you got anything else to introduce yourself by? Uh, okay, yeah, number 22, 22 years old. Come on, I can't say that for much longer, so I might as well. Um, Centre-back, Blessed City. Yeah, born and raised here. Okay, I live in Nottingham now, but, you know, my mum still lives here. I'm here more than I am in Nottingham. Okay, I'm not Nottingham. I know you always say, oh, yeah, for Nottingham. I'm not for Nottingham. I just live there now. Okay. Chill, chill, chill. Don't you worry. We see you as a Leicester, a Leicester person. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's about it. I think your intro is better than my own. Wonderful. Right, let's get straight into it then. So I know you've always spoken to me about sports that you've played uh, when you were younger. Uh, tennis, you did high jump, you played netball. Um, and you also played football, but what made, what was so special about football that that was a sport that you continued to play later on in life as opposed to those other sports? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I grew up just always just being active. I wanted to play outside, whether that's with a ball um, and my hands and my feet or without one, just running around. Um, and then... I basically went to a, a summer camp. It was called Kestrels um, in Melton. While my mum was at work and I would literally just play sport all day, every day. And um, got into so many different sports there and then played football there for the first time. I actually got my first pair of shin pads from one of the leaders there. They, it was one of the, you know the shin pads where you like put your ankle through the little ankle protectors. Like people don't really wear those anymore, but yeah. Um, and they were huge like my legs were so skinny and they would like wrap all the way around and there was like a gap between my leg and the actual shin pad um, yeah so that's where I got my first pair of shin pads started playing football for the first time and then the coach told my mum that I should play for a team so at four years old I was playing for Asper B Amateurs near Melton Mowbray and yeah then I was there till I was eight and that's when I um started playing for Leicester because I couldn't play for both. Like I wanted to play for both teams at the time, but then when I got to the centre of excellence, they were like, you have to stop with your like Sunday league team. So I was really upset about that at the time. Um, but yeah, I did play netball and did athletics all at the same time. But when you get to a certain point, you have to like, literally for me anyway, I had to stop because it was just way too much. There was points where I would be at training um, with Leicester and then, 
I would only have, I would go to half a training, get changed in the little clubhouse and then go to netball training down the road at like Saw Valley School or something like that. So it was just tiring. And then I don't want to get like burned out. That's a big thing for kids getting burned out at such a young age and then like fall out of love with the sport. So um, yeah, I stopped, stopped netball and then high jump was more of a thing when I was like during the summer when I wasn't playing football. And then I also played tennis when I was young, but again, tennis took up a lot of time. So I had to stop with tennis as well. Um, Here's a question then. So you're playing football now, but based on the sports that you like played when you were younger, do you wish that you um, went into a different sport or are you happy that you are, that you did go into football? Like, do you see yourself as like, you could have been like a tennis player? Yeah. Would you have been a netballer? Netball, no, because I, netball, interestingly, like I didn't like how it was only like all females in the game. So I've been used to, as a, as a kid, I always had some kind of male coach and obviously I've trained with my dad as well. So I always had that male figure. And I think actually that dynamic helped me a lot. Um, when I was in netball, it was... Um, it was, I'm, I'm very much someone who's like a, just get on with it kind of attitude. And in netball, there was always some kind of issue that people would, I don't know. It was just a lot of like more talk than I just wanted to like, you know, play, be coached. Yeah, that's just how I am as a person though. So I just think I was probably better suited to football in that sense. Cause I could probably focus on me a little bit more, but I do say like, probably for the wrong reasons I'm like tennis would be good because I feel like I'm quite self-driven as a person anyway so an individual sport I think like like tennis would might be quite suited for me but I don't think I'd have the composure that tennis players have you know how they like when they miss a shot like doing like an unforced error or something like that and they like smash their racket like that would be me all the time and I'm quick to like like for them to be able to like reset and then be able to go again and make sure that their performance isn't affected I I think as soon as I go it'd be really hard for me to like get back again but I just think being a tennis player is cool like I I love to just say yeah I play tennis do you know what I mean and I love like (laughs) what they wear do you know what I mean like the the little the outfits are really cool and it's just cool like oh I play tennis and they all have like like, tan legs they don't have awful tan lines like in football I'd wear like yeah, a that's true. You know I'd wear a tank top. Oh, all day. That's in training. As soon as the sun's out, I see your arms out. Yeah. Got that's it. when you know. That's when you know it's a good day. It's a good weather day because your arms are out. You can't miss them. Yeah. Because I don't want a farmer's tan. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Like when it's mm. like, like upper arm. Mm, no, I can't be doing, doing that. But yeah. I, I don't even know if you're allowed tank tops. But the other thing is in tennis, they all wear white. And you know how much I love white as well. I yeah. Can, outfit and if I could tan that'd be brilliant (laughs) that is so you though um in terms of like how you are then so in training would you say you are a um composed person or would you say sometimes you can get quite not angry but not even frustrated but like you let your emotions out so if like you've had a like if you feel like you haven't done well you might kick the floor I don't know like I'm just guessing or if you feel like the 
the team isn't training as hard as what they should be, you could again maybe kick the floor. I don't know whether you do that or not. But like, how do you react to like because it's a team sport? Sometimes you can't always be in control. So, like, how do you cope sometimes? As an individual, when you know that you might not be doing what you should be doing in terms of like your standards, mm. but also as a team, when the standards aren't met as a collective. Mm. I think you asked that question so politely because you want to say you, you go mental. Jerry, you know I mean? like, yeah, no, I kind of, yeah. I, yeah, obviously people kind of guess I kick the floor every so often, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm really not good at like showing my emotion in like a, maybe a positive way because I think I've said this to you before but I'm someone who little things will bother me and I'm like okay it's okay we'll move on we'll move on forget about it and then it happens again or I can see I continue to see somebody who's like still I'm like you know that you always say to me you know some people have off days that's fine that is so fine but when I continue to see them like not trying and trying and then we end up conceding and I'm like oh yeah that's bothered me I twitch you know and then they get another goal and it's like okay I've conceded two because they haven't done their job I'm like yep yeah. now I'm starting to freak out a bit and I bubble when I bubble and then I'm and at one point you know I, the only way I can get out is by kicking the floor like a little child or maybe fall into your knees again I don't know if you do that but have you ever fallen to your knees <laughs> That's so dramatic, yeah, yeah. So that's usually, you know what, falling to the knee thing is only when a goal goes in that I'm desperate, desperate for it not to go in. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like a last ditch, like, oh, you know, like Bristol, the Bristol game, yeah. that in training when we're doing so well and then we can see the goal, I'm like, no, that's not yeah. going to go to my knees. But also, do you know, recently, I didn't think I told you this, but, um one time because my knees are really hurting me in training I went to I was so angry it was that time I don't know if you were even out but I kicked the floor and I screamed at everybody but I like couldn't like kick like how I normally do so instead I was like oh, what do I do because I needed to like have some kind of like cathartic release and I just like ripped grass up from the ground with my hand hoping that that would have the same effect it really did not but it was funny because people were talking about that in the physio room today they were saying like Ash when you get angry people are just like oh I mean, like, do you know I mean I don't want that kind of response because I think the only thing I speak to like when I get angry I'm like I speak to like I don't know like well I guess so I guess so but like and that doesn't sound as you know like effective or apparently like if I were to you know get all Leicester on them do you know what I mean all right just because you're from Nottingham I don't know chill out don't come out as Leicester people wow wow um okay so how does that make you feel then do you think when you have these I don't want to call them episodes, I'm, you know I'm, what I mean, yeah. because, you know, we all, as players, we all get angry, we all get frustrated, but during these moments, how do you feel like um, your message gets across to the girls? Do you think that it's understood? Because you said there that people are like, oh, like, oh, Ash, how do you think it comes across? Um, or, and do you think people are receptive? Because I feel like you're the kind of person, like, how you're saying that, things can bubble up, then you explode. Mm. I feel like when you explode, it's for a legitimate reason because not every time you're going to be shouting at people. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, I didn't actually ask 
people that today but um i think like you said because i don't do it very often it must show that like there must be some real reason to why i'm doing it like something is going to wind me up and i think i'm quite consistent with when i get frustrated at things i'm quite consistent with it because it's the same things that bother me and i'm i think i'm quite fair in that sense because i always think do you know what, do you know what? like nobody is perfect you're not going to play alongside people who are connecting every pass and are scoring every goal or are making a perfect tackle that's that's the whole reason we love football because that that just doesn't happen you know what i mean it makes it more exciting because nothing is perfect but i'm such a stickler on like attitude to work in training because i think what doesn't matter how good you are everybody can work hard everybody can put in effort so when people don't I'm like, well, and it, especially when it results in conceding or not winning, like, not, I know it's not all about winning, but you know, the whole point is to win. Like it really bugs me because especially when you have other people maybe doing twice as much as what that person's doing because they're not willing to do it. Like that's not fair. You're on a team. So you mm. share out the work equally. Um, um, so I feel like, everybody knows not everybody but it's not like a running joke but people always like to say oh ash you know we know you played in america and you know people kind of joke about it but like talk to us about that then so you went over to america at what age um i want to say i was 17 or just turned 18. wow i always think that's such a brave move at that age as well so what was running through your mind uh before you made that decision um, like what was your reason for wanting to go to America and then uh, when in America compared to like now football with Leicester City like what were the main differences? <laughs> that is a full question. Yeah. Um, yeah so when I first I, like I think when I was 14 that's when I first started looking at American universities and I always liked following US women's national team so at 14 I was already researching stuff and I knew everything about all the colleges out there at 14 and then so like by the time I was about to go I don't I wasn't that nervous like I felt like I was ready to um I'm a big family person so obviously that was hard and it was leaving my siblings was the hardest thing just because they were so young and I knew that the hardest thing for me was having to sacrifice seeing them grow up in such like the pinnacle stages of their development. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll never get that back. So I was like, okay, America has to be worth it because I'll never be able to see that or get that back again. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably ignorant to go over there and think, you know, it can't be that dissimilar to England because they speak the same language. You know, that's literally what I was thinking. I'm like, it's not that different. But I went over there and um, it was really hard to get accustomed to it. Culturally, it's very different. And I think I'm talking about America in general, but obviously I was on the west coast and the west coast is very different to the middle of america which is different to the east coast um i'd say east coast people were probably more similar to me like there was um a few girls on the team that were from the east coast and i felt like, like sometimes we could relate a little bit better than i could with some of the like californians um but yeah it was it was hard for me like just take football out of it. It was hard to get used to how people were out there. So obviously, <laughs> Americans in general love the English accent. 
accent, so they love English people. So people were kind of like, not drawn to me, but they were like interested in knowing about me. So it wasn't like, it's not like I was lonely. There were always people wanting to be like around me, asking me, you know, how's London? They would always ask me how London was. I'm like, I don't live there. They'd be like, so where do you live? And like, when I'd say Leicester, they'd be like, so where is that? And I have to say in relation to London. So I'd be like, like two hours, two and a half hours north of London. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but the media, they were like, I have no idea. Um, now everybody knows about Leicester. Yeah. So you yeah. wouldn't have that problem now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, football differences, I would say it was probably hard, like just as hard to go out there to play as it was to be able to come back and play. Because um, I went out there and the style of play was so different. And it's only, it's funny now, like reflecting on it, because I'll still watch USC games now, um, even though I'm here. And I was, I think I was only 10 years the other day, like I was literally taught how to be a defender. Like I went out there as a, as a winger, left winger, and I've come back as a centre back. But in my last two years there, I was taught how to defend, like the principles of defending and how to, um, just like the intricacies of defending, I was taught out there that I, I never had here. Um, but then I watch the USC games now and I'm like, I look at the defenders, I'm like, defensively, they're on point. But like in possession, I wasn't really coaching possession stuff, which like compared to, compared to here. Um, I think I was saying that when I first joined Leicester, um, I wouldn't like drive forward with a ball. I wouldn't really make my own decisions. I was just playing how I'd been told to play when I was in America because the way I played out there, it suited the team that I was on. So like I would never play the holding mid. That just wouldn't be a thing because our holding mid was just kind of, it. they connected the play higher up rather than from the defensive line. And then I came back here and Jonathan's like, you know, you have space, you can drive into it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't actually using my own brain. So, like, now I've come back here, I've been able to actually just develop in a way where I'm, I'm given the freedom, number one, to be able to make my own decisions. Not that I wasn't, like, able to do that out there, but we were, it was very much, like, the American side of play was very structured, whereas here it's a bit more like, do you know what, if, you're good at a certain thing like you have set um, like an ability that um is unique to you then why not showcase that hmm. that's interesting though the differences and i think like we always talk about that in terms of how the style of play is different and just um like the culture can be different as well in terms of sometimes the um not the camaraderie but like how your experiences might have been different in america to here which i think is really cool that you've been able to experience both kind of styles if that makes sense because then um i just think that's great for a player that you those experiences i think build you into the player that you are now so i think that's quite cool that you've done that and i, I personally i think that's so brave like me at 14 i don't even think i would have been looking into like going away and then even at the age of what 17 you were saying to go to another country I the thought of that petrifies me so I always think you're really you were really brave to do that but so okay so now you've come back to England and we can't forget that you did play for Leicester you joined the RTC at what age eight eight so you you've already played for Leicester we can't forget that but when you went out to America then on your return talk to me about those first few days because I know 
that I got up at half six to leave to get you from the airport with my dad and Jonathan, with your dad, Tim. Uh, just being a team player, you know, just trying to welcome you back into the country, welcome you with, you know, opening arms. So, like, I remember seeing you at the airport, but just, and then the next day you had, like, your whole day at King Power with interviews. So just talk me through, like, coming back and then the idea of then, again, playing for Leicester, because you're such a big fan from when you were younger. How did it all feel? Like, what was that like? I think I flew home. So I'd obviously not long just played my last game, just finished like my last class ever, um, doing my undergraduate. And then I came home and then obviously welcomed by you guys. I didn't even, I don't, I don't think I even knew who was coming. Like I didn't know, because it was obviously you, Jonathan, and your dad. And you were there with your straight hair and your snap back on. <laughs> a little bit different now. <laughs> I was like, oh, she looks like a footballer. Oh, my days. <laughs> you were ready. I don't know if you prepared that the night before, but you were, yeah, oh. representing the Leicester City Football Club really well. I think you were wearing Leicester gear as well, weren't I you? I was, because I just thought, you know, I have to, I've got to wear the badge. I've got to show you that, you know, we're from Leicester. This is yeah. how we do it. This is how well, we welcome people. The whole, it was like a big entourage, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? So my first impressions of you, I was like, wow, she's got like a really like powerful, strong, like presence, like your stature, like you look very, like you look very athletic. I was like, okay, cool, cool. She's an athlete. And then I remember we stopped off at the welcome break and we were in the line for um, a Burger King and you went walking off into Waitrose to get like a salad. I was like, oh, typical. And, I, and then I got a burger, but then I think you came back and you got a burger, didn't you? <laughs> I was so conscious to eat my burger and then I wanted to order a Coke, but I didn't. And I didn't have a drink and I think I got a water just to show that I was kind of healthy. Because you kept talking about all oh, the food in California and all of this like green stuff and vegetables. And I was like, oh, I was like, yep, yeah, we're not going to get on. No, no, no. Not that it's bad because I think healthy food i'm all for it you know me i eat we eat well together we eat quite we eat out quite often um but uh i just remember in the welcome break i just thought you know what i'm doing my bit as captain i'm welcoming a new player in but after this day she can go sort herself out <laughs> that's exactly what happened <laughs> no and look at you now you are a title winning player for Leicester City Women's Football Club. So how does that feel? Like you've literally, this whole season, you know, gone full time, you're professional, you're going to come out with a winner's medal, May the 2nd. What are your thoughts about that? It's quite weird to think like, you know, talking now about when I first signed to now, you know, like sitting here and we've like achieved what I, like I wanted to achieve and what the club wanted to achieve in this season. Honestly, it's just weird to picture that now, obviously we, we're going to lift the trophy next Sunday um, and at King Power as well. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't really know how to put it because we've had the celebration of, you know, the day that we win the league but we're still in season at the minute. So we're like, obviously still in the mindset to try and prepare. Um, 
like for the next game, even though you know we've won, we still want to keep this winning run going and to obviously try and get 14 wins in a row. So it's yeah, it's a weird position to be in. So you, it's I think when the whole season finishes and even when we're done with like not just next weekend, but when we're done with the FA Cup and it's we like split off for summer, I think that's when it will finally like sink in because it's almost like we don't really have time to be like yeah, yeah. let's celebrate because we still have other stuff to mm. focus on. Uh, yes so next season you said this and I think it's so right we've never been a team that have feared anyone I think we're fearless I think we are um, I think we understand who we are and what we can do and what we can give and I don't think we ever look at any opposition as not that they're better than us, but we, we always know that on our day, we can outperform anyone. So next season, I'm not going to be, you know, let, let's, you know, we know the likes of Man City and Chelsea, etc. They are, you know, well-established teams who have been performing season in, season out in the WS, WSL. But how do you think it will look for us next year? And for you as well, because you're, only, you're still, you're 22, nearly turning 22. 23 but you're not a big birthday person let's let's remember that um but for you as an individual as well like you're young the future's bright for you uh you know playing for your playing for internationally whether you play in another country again talk to us about where you see yourself in the future or what could happen for you Wow. Okay. Sorry, I, feel, I, I know there was a lot to that. No, 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 it's okay. So the start of that question, so like how we're going to be like next season. Um, um, yeah, so obviously we don't want to be like, yeah, we're very ambitious, but we're also realistic. So it'd be cool to be, you know, competing with the likes of Chelsea, Man City, um, at the top of the table, but we are literally just going to do it yourself. So we still have a lot to learn. And I think, you know, we have a lot of young players on the team as well who um, have so much potential and could do so well in the WSL, but um, we obviously need to get experience under our belt first. Um, so I think we'll compete really well. We've played WSL teams in friendlies and we've done really well against them. And that's obviously, it's hard to compare a friendly to a competitive game, like if you were in the WSL, but to think that we've already played some of those teams and, and done really well and got good results against them, it shows that, you know what, Leicester are where they need to be in terms of like going up to the WSL. So um, we don't want to be scrapping around at the bottom of the table. And I think we have a team that can really compete. Like, I think that's a good thing about women's football. I think on any day, any any team can beat anyone. I really do think that. Um, so we want to be striving for, I can't really say it, a place, but just to make sure that we're just competing with the best teams, not, yeah, not being in the, you know, in the relegation battle or anything like that, just being secure in, you know, mid, mid table if possible. And then trying to make runs in cups and stuff as well. Um, and then, for me, yeah, I'm obviously going to be 23 and I am a birthday person. So, yeah, you've got like less than two weeks to get me a gift. Just letting you know. <laughs> no, that has to be all about me. I'm just saying friendship sometimes. You show that through actions. You know. Wow. You're kind of the person that you're more about like the birthday month, aren't you? Like it's already begun. 
not a birth I, I go for a birth week I take birth week okay yeah. mm-hmm. I did the same thing for you so I think you know you talk about reciprocation no you did oh. Oh. <laughs> um but yes you then talk to us about yeah. you 22 so mm-hmm. much ahead yeah yeah it's crazy because I'm like I guess I am young but I think I forget that I'm young if that makes sense just because of how I'm as a person I've always been like I was telling you today I've been dressing like a mum since I was 14 so I'm (laughs) not really young in that sense but um yeah I think it's weird I was only saying to my dad the other day it feels like I've been playing football for my whole life but it's almost like starting my professional career is almost like starting again in a sense so it makes me almost feel younger so I'm like okay I, I'm now at the point where I'm on a um I don't know like a, a new journey in football and I'm only at the start of it and to think at the very start of it I've been able to win something already I'm like well if I've already set that target for myself and I always want to be improving and better in myself then it it's got to involve being places where I can win more often and be challenged even more and not to be comfortable ever. I'm not, I'm not good like that. And I'm, because I, I know, I think I've told you this before, but my quote that I try and, yeah, I try and like not live by, but I just know this quote challenges me is to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Like I really I'm a big believer that if you don't get uncomfortable, you don't feel uncomfortable in a situation, then how are you going to grow? Because if you're in your comfort zone, then it's just something that you're accustomed to. So you're not going to learn anything from it. And I think less is perfect for me at the minute because um, I'm obviously in a position where I'm developing and I'm around older players that can teach me about more about my own game, but about how, you know, professional football is. And I'm also learning from not just like we talk about the experience of senior players, which is brilliant, but to be around young players that almost have um, this confidence that I never had when I was younger, dear to me. And so you you have like two extremes. I think that's quite good to learn from because I think I'm in the middle there. Like I was, I wasn't like the young, the girls kind of growing up. Well, when I was younger, I was I lacked confidence all the time, and I wouldn't play how I play now because that confidence stifled me in that sense. But then, like the senior players, I probably like like psychologically, I'm almost on their level because I think I probably say I think a little ahead of my years, but I don't actually have the experience yet. So I'm in the perfect situation where I'm in an environment to better the sides of me that need to be challenged and developed. Yeah, so I just want to see how much I can do with this club because I'm very, very happy here and it means a lot to me, um, just personally. Um, and then it's funny because after the the day we won, so against London City on that Monday, I, can't, I sat down by myself and I was like, okay, I've achieved one thing, but now what do I want to do next? So I'm in football, but I can't just, you can win in football by not just playing football. You can win in other ways. So the first thing I thought was, how can I make a difference through football, but not by playing football? 
so I really like to get involved with things like in the community to help like younger kids I think that's the big thing for me I, I know how I was as a kid and how afraid I was when I was younger but to hopefully I don't know give younger kids some kind of something to not look up to but just feel a bit confident in themselves because they can see somebody who actually believes in them and will help them encourage them I'd, I'd like that but um hopefully you know internationally would be really cool um yeah I'm, I'm I guess I'm kind of thinking about that now actually and how I can put myself in the best position to be able to um play internationally um it's just kind of seeing how well I do Leicester first and not really getting too ahead of myself which isn't really like me anyway um because I'm very much focused on the task at hand like the next goal I can't think um this is gonna happen this is gonna happen it's just like one thing at a time because like I said overwhelm overwhelming stuff gets to me and then I'm like oh what do I do so one thing at a time Yes, yeah, so we were talking about, well, I was talking about seeing you on TV. Um, but next year with the new broadcasting deal, um, WSL teams are now going to be broadcast on TV. Sky Sports, isn't it? Yeah. So that's a massive thing. Are you looking forward to that? Because I feel like with that, and I always think in women's football, we, um, we're very vocal about how, you know, we want it to be equal. And I, and I think what this broadcasting deal will bring into the game is that you will be more um that there'll be more not by by being on tv it's also critical analysis isn't it so you're going to be um involved in much more like when not many people can watch the game like are you with the men's side if somebody has a bad game they'll hear about it you know media outlets you can't hide so there's good and bad for it are you ready for both sides of that I think we'll see. <laughs> I'm like, I've just received this message on Twitter. And that, but yeah, I think, yeah, I probably won't be on social media as much. <laughs> as much. There we have it. So you do go on social media. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, but that's because I'm trying to find cool food places for us to go to. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it's brilliant. But like you said, you have to take both sides of the game. You're going to get obviously the criticism more criticism because there's good more people are going to be able to see the game and there's obviously always those people that you have to try and <laughs> avoid or look past um because there will always be those people and you can't you cannot change them so um you just deal with it best you can but i just think it's brilliant for do you know what i mean like being on sky sports that's it's huge it's such a big broadcasting deal for um just for a sport that's just just getting bigger and bigger. And I think the more people that can see it, I actually think as much as there are there will be the people who make it hard for players and and just everybody involved in football, I I'm hoping it's got that's gonna be that can be overrided by the the people that are actually like, do you know what? I haven't given women's football a chance and I've seen it and I can respect how well they play how much effort they put into being a professional footballer and what it takes to get there. Um, and hopefully there'll be more of those and that can kind of just, you know, like mask the ones that we don't really care to, to know about. <laughs> Wonderful. I think that was great, Ash. Um, it's been so nice to ask you so many questions. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. And thank you so much for your honesty and openness and answering the questions. 
um, and how full the questions were as well. So mm. I think people listening to this would have learned a lot from you and taken a lot from you in terms of like your strength in your character and, you know, playing in America, going at such a young age to what you've done now when you've come back in terms of how you have really um, brought a lot to this team in terms of like your character, your work ethic and your attitude. And I think with you within this squad, I think it's in safe hands to, you know, make sure that in the WSL next season, we have, you know, a very good chance of just competing to the best of our ability. So, well done you. <laughs> you know what? If you spoke to me like that, like, all the oh. time, we should literally have our own podcast because that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. So I appreciate that. Here we go. Always playing the violin. <laughs> On that note, I bid you farewell. <laughs> 